welcome to the 25th episode of the Church Right Podcast. Holy cow, I had no idea we were that far into this. Yeah, I mean, considering our last attempt at a podcast went four, five, however long ago that was. Maybe five. We made it to like two episodes, so. Way better. Yeah, this is going quite well, I think. At least we're having fun doing it, at least. It just allows us to have some sort of way to like talk about football so right once a week and give our hot takes just kidding i don't think we have super hot takes but i have a hot take this week oh are we getting Uh, to it later or do you want to give it now rashad penny is a better running back than chris carson (gasps) there you have it i don't know if that's a hot take maybe that's like people think that maybe i'm the only person that thinks that but well, we can get into that. Yeah, I can't say I've watched enough Seahawks to really say, but man, do we do we want to talk about the trade deadline right now, real quick? Since there's oh really yeah, not that much to talk about. Yeah, let's just quickly mention. I don't know the deals that the, were notable. The trade deadline, because it was a dud. Yeah, here's the thing: everyone wants a trade deadline like the basketball trade deadline. Yeah. And I saw so many tweets, even from like football reporters, like today's going to be crazy. Like there's going to be some, you know, and then nobody big yeah. got moved. Um, One thing I watched on Twitter was Adam Schefter talking about like a team like the Bengals, where he said in a situation of AJ green, it doesn't seem like the team has any plans to sign him to a long-term deal. He'll become a free agent unless they franchise tag him, which they probably won't because it'll be expensive for them. And then he'll leave and then they'll get like a compensatory pick, which is like what, like a third round pick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he said, you're better off trading him now. And in worst case scenario, someone's going to give you a second round pick for him, which is better than the third round pick you would get if he just walks. So he just kind of commented on, how it didn't make sense that they they would n- not do anything, yeah, with him. Um, and, and then, like the next comment was a poorly run organization. This isn't like a surprise move by an <laughs> right. organization that's not really being well run right now. So, and so then I I, I thought of, like the Trent Williams situation, same thing. I thought of the Buccaneers with OJ Howard, although I do feel like they have intentions to use him more, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just, it was just weird. And it felt like the, there were these guys that aren't going to stay with these teams that they should have cashed in on, but they just didn't. Well, also like going back to the Bengals, they bench Andy Dalton this week. It's like, why not trade him? There's a team like the bears who could go get Andy Dalton. Totally. And Andy Dalton could be the quarterback to like, elevate them i know we always make fun of andy dalton but like he's had good Bengals teams in the past like he's been you know a quarterback that's what i'm saying is he's better than trubisky at the current moment yeah and has andy dalton really been that bad this year no i mean i don't think he's been been awful he's on a bad team yeah like he hasn't been great but yeah he is on a bad team like when when i saw that he was getting benched i was kind of shocked because i was like well he's it's not like he's been playing that bad but anyway, yeah. but it's, it makes sense if they're tanking. 
Right, and maybe they want to hang on to him because maybe this rookie will absolutely be trash. Or yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a rookie, but whoever right. their backup anyway. is. Okay, we also need to mention the Jets, another poorly run organization doing dumb crap. Oh my good gracious! Like the whole everybody's available except for Darnold and Quinn and Williams. Like that was garbage. Why would you? I don't know how that like obviously got leaked, and whoever did that that's a bad move. But like Jamal Adams, I guess is super offended because I guess he previously sat down with um, a uh, like his GM, and he, I don't know what was said, but I guess he felt like he was a cornerstone piece or like a foundational piece in like what they were trying to build, and then I guess he was getting shopped around, and then like the Cowboys come knocking on the door and he wants out and. And now he, they don't move him, and now he's offended, and it's just like a mess. Same with like Bell, although it's not as bad with the Bell situation. It's just weird. Like we thought the Jets were going to be good or decent, and they just just, just doing dumb stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I can remember way back in Week One, they were up sixteen nothing on the Bills at pretty pretty late in that game. The Jets were, you know. And they lose, and then Darnold gets mono, and things just fall hmm. apart. Um, I um, guess... breaking breaking news. Yes, <clears throat> Stephen Curry breaks his hand. Wait, really? Warriors star broke his left hand during tonight's game versus the Suns. Dude, they're already losing Her... by thirty in the first Her... quarter. They're screwed. <clears throat> Man, my D'Angelo Russell stock is just on the rise. Oh boy. <sighs> Man, it's easier road for the Lakers, right? Anyway, you know, buddy, especially with Kawhi Leonard load managing already four games into the season. But that's basketball. We'll get back to football. Yeah. Um. One other trade I was just going to mention. Uh, the Rams traded Akib Talib, Akib Talib, <laughs> to the Dolphins to clear up some money so they can basically sign Jalen Ramsey. Right. Um. Does he get cut by the Dolphins? Yeah, I was going to say, don't be shocked if Tlaib's on another team soon. Patriots. Once he gets – hey, man, I mean, he's already played for them, right? Right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so he's probably uh, – it's just like a Jamie Collins situation. He's going to go there and become the best corner in the NFL. So, Man, I know we're just kind of being dumb right now, but I, I actually think that might happen, and I would love to see that happen. Wouldn't doubt it. Although we have something really good going, and I would hate to – Mess it up, but depth is always nice to have. I was gonna say you you got that trash Stefan Gilmore up there. You got to replace him. No, I'm just kidding. Oh man, let's talk about Gilmore. No, we'll, we'll get into the, <laughs> the game. I'll talk about him. Um, I guess other stuff going on around trade deadline. Some of the stuff I was reading on like Twitter, uh, some stuff on Bleacher Report just kind of said like Patriots went after OJ Howard. Uh, Tampa Bay wouldn't answer the phone, and then they did answer the phone on Tuesday and then the, that price was just like crazy high and then the Patriots I guess went after Tyler Eifert and then the same thing the price was way too high and I felt like specifically in the case of Tyler Eifert the teams maybe were overvaluing their players that they were trying to move um, and so then I think all this hype around or like the build up where we thought oh there's going to be a lot of trades because potentially I think there were a lot of trades on the table, but then when it came down to it, like people were asking for pretty high prices. Like yeah. in the case of Eifert, um, I think Trent Williams' price tag was pretty high. 
Same with um, Jamal Adams. I guess for Jamal Adams, they wanted kind of a similar package to what Ramsey went for. Well, man, even the Lions were asking for that for like Darius Slay, who's not quite Ramsey's level, but he's a good corner. But Darius Slay is a good corner, not at the same level as Ramsey. But I guess I think the the Lions called Seattle about Rashad Penny because they had called on draft night about Rashad Penny hmm. to try and trade. And then that didn't happen. And then they revisited it, I guess, on Tuesday, and nothing happened. So I don't know. It's like you said, there was a lot of rumors around and kind of an anticipation that lots would go down, and then just nothing happened. But um, Which is fine because when like the Le'Veon Bell rumor came out, like early in the day, and that the Chiefs or the Texans were targeting him, I was like, oh, could you imagine if Bell ends up on the Chiefs? I mean, One, he automatically as, as becomes a, Kareem Hunt 2.0, you know? As a football fan, you would love to watch that offense. That would be, like, super entertaining. As a Patriots fan and as a team, as a, like a fan of a team that's in the AFC, I would hate that. Yeah. So, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Speaking of the Chiefs, sorry, I want to say this real quick. We can talk. I guess we can talk about it when we get to the game. But that Sunday night game against the Packers, they showed. I can't. I wish I saved the tweet. They showed Patrick Mahomes like an ungodly amount of times. Like they just would cut away to him. Like when the play was dead, they would just show Mahomes on the bench. Then they just come back to the play. Then they go back to Mahomes, and he's just sitting there chilling. Like, I mean, I get that Mahomes is really good, but the dude's injured. Like, yeah, I think like the fans are, are like obsessed with him. They love when they should. The dude's reigning MVP. He's crazy talented. Does absolute ridiculous crap on the field with his mm-hmm. throws. But but yeah, anyway, I noticed, I noticed that too. Yeah, we can we can get into the games though. I think unless there was anything else here. No, we're good. Okay. Well, let's get into last week here. Vikings Redskins Thursday night. I don't think I watched this game. I watched part of this game, I think. I was eating Chinese food that night for my sister-in-law's birthday, so I was having a better time. (laughs) (laughs) No, the Vikings won. They they wore some pretty sweet jerseys. Maybe I didn't watch this game. I don't have any notes from it. The Redskins aren't good. Redskins aren't good. Um... Thielen was Peter, out. Peterson broke a record in this game where he moved up in like the rushing yard standings, I think. Um, you were wondering whether or not to play uh, Cousins in this matchup for fantasy. And I don't think you did, which is probably the right call because I think the two other quarterbacks you played were better. Yeah, I chose correctly. I still got owned in fantasy this week, but I mean, I cho- at least my quarterback decision was good. Um, so the Vikings get another win. Seem to be putting some a string of wins together here, which yeah, they're starting to look like that team that maybe we thought they were, other rather than those first few weeks where we were a little concerned. This week will be a better. Well, I guess they're, they're still going to face a Mahomeless Chiefs team, but um, if they get, I don't know if Thielen will be back, but it'll be interesting to see how they do against a better matchup. Right. Uh, a more challenging matchup. But anyway, 
Redskins don't look good. Haskins, we think, is getting the start this week. Yeah, it sounds like reports from practice are saying that. So, Guys on the way back, only to be injured again. <laughs> I don't know. And to phase out Chris Thompson entirely. <laughs> and uh, Adrian Peterson will con- is the new Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. And um, another guy that was actually on the trade block was Josh Norman. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard they were trying to move him, but he he's due like six million this year or something. I feel like that dude's. You never he really hear awesome. from him. Like, is he washed now? Honestly, I feel like if he ended up on a better team, he'd be good. I was gonna say, yeah, like I'm sure he's still a good player and could probably help a team for sure. Just that team's he's helpless too, right now, so he's too expensive. Yeah, I don't think it right. Wants to pay him that kind of money if he's not going to be like a top guy, but. Vikings get the win. Yeah, let's move on. Seahawks over the Falcons. Now, I didn't really watch this much of this game either, but the Seahawks had a big lead, I think, for most of it, and then I'm not sure how the Falcons made it close, but they came out. It was uh, the first half really didn't go their way, and then they came out in the second half, if I remember right, and they uh, there's pieced some drives together, and played pretty well. So my hot take, I think Penny's a better running back than Carson. I just feel like he gains more yards. He's more of a playmaker. He's more of a threat. But people might not agree with that. Um, Lauren, please let us know what you think if you listen. I'm on the Penny bandwagon. Um, Russell Wilson to, like, Tyler Lockett is, like, Brady to Edelman. Not the same level, but, like, very similar. They have connection where in crunch time Wilson goes to him and he can find him and they make some really ah, they're really like I guess clutch is the word like clutch plays when they need him Mm -hmm. Um, but this game uh, Bryant the Matt Bryant the uh, kicker for Atlanta he missed like two field goals right off the start I think and so he's now been released yeah they cut him Um, Bears are probably going to pick him up (laughs) Oh no, Pinero's gone. <laughs> he missed it too. Anyway, um, but in this game, like Matt Schaub stepped in, played well, fed Julio the ball, which is good, and yeah, the uh, Wilson is, is playing on that MVP level. No Matt Ryan, and I felt like Atlanta showed like sparks of what I was hoping they would be this year, or like little segments, not like Just the whole game. The wrong quarterback in the game. Yeah, and they um even though just, Ryan's been balling out this year. Yeah, there's just dumb stuff like Devonta Freeman getting tackled and and like trying to reach for extra yardage and fumbling the ball. It's like just go down and mm-hmm. you would have. He was like really close to the goal line, so I know he was trying to score, but it was just like okay, there was a couple games that people were doing that, and I feel like the way that Belichick coaches is like he teaches guys not to do that. Like he'll tell them to roll or like like Man. he tells them. Not to extend the ball. Connor least... almost fumbled on Monday night touchdown that he just barely crossed the plane. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was kind of scary. But, so, I don't know. I just feel like, it's a, like obviously in this scenario, Freeman lost the ball. And right. I don't think it was really what cost him the game. I think those early field goals they missed cost him because after they lost that fumble, I think they had to take away and then they came back and scored either way. But... Um, Here's just one thing. I have some interesting stats about some of these uh, 
top teams in the league that I'm just going to go through as we talk about them. So Seattle, I saw this on Twitter. Um, they're 6-2 and two at the halfway point, but their six wins came over teams with a combined record of 13-31-1. and one. Mm. And in the second half, they'll face opponents with a combined record of 38-20-1. I think the Seahawks are a good team, but this is kind of a trend in the NFL, as you'll see with two other teams that I will kind of give a similar stat about. Patriots and 49ers? Yes. Okay. We'll uh, talk. I mean, obviously these are good teams, but Mm -hmm. I just think that there's some interesting stuff when you think about that, that will, you know, maybe the real test is coming up, of course. And that's kind of how it goes as the season goes along. I completely agree. agree. Yeah. But yeah, we can, we can move along. All right. Uh, Chargers and Bears. Oof. This game. The Bears are man. Trubisky is not the guy. Oh, you're calling it. I'm fairly confident that they can probably forget about him. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe it's too. It's uh, I don't know. I follow a lot of White Sox people on Twitter, so they're Bears fans naturally, and so I see a lot of them complaining about it every Sunday. So maybe I'm a little skewed because I always read that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. This is a tough game because I feel like Chargers still didn't show anything when it comes to like what we wanted them to be from last year. And the Bears still have kicking problems. They have quarterback problems. Montgomery had a good game though, right? Yeah. That's I think that's the one bright spot here for Bears fans is that they've got a good running back. Oh, bright spot for your boy and his fantasy team too. Wait, what? Me. David Montgomery. It's a bright spot. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Um oh yeah, totally. I think um the Bears have are the Bears gonna make the playoffs? I'm going to say no right now. Man, and I just, picked them to go to the Super Bowl. What a dummy. Just the way they're trending, it's just too hard to... There's just a lot of good teams over there in the NFC. And I don't know what's going on with the Chargers because it's like Keenan Allen didn't have a very good game. Mike Williams, man, I was a huge believer in him. He's not done anything. He hasn't scored a touchdown this year. Um, hmm. The backfield seems like... It's still they're still splitting between Eckler and Gordon. Hunter Henry's back, so I don't know if it's just they just need to find a rhythm. And like, yeah, they get the win here, but they get the win because Pinero missed a kick. Man, can we talk about that for a minute? I don't know if you heard the press conference with Matt Nagy after the game, but like the Bears took a knee or two or something there at the end, rather than like handing it off to get extra yards for the field goal. Like they just said oh, okay. we're in field goal range, so we t- they took a knee and lost a couple yards. Mm-hmm. And a reporter kind of called Nagy out, and it was like, "Did you ever think about running it or passing it in that situation?" He's like, "He's like in that situation." I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was very condescending to this reporter and was basically like, "Do you think I'm stupid?" But like, it would have been smart to hand the ball off, right? You know. But and then he ended up missing. Anyway, just you know, if it was closer, maybe he makes it. But it's just. 
seems when when you have a coach that you can just doesn't want to own up to a mistake like yeah that just i think it just kind of reflects poorly of course and yeah i don't know man i feel, I feel bad for pinero because like first year kicking in the nfl he like beats out the other guy the fry or whatever his name was mm-hmm. but they're having like a battle in training camps he wins the job and like he's actually done fairly well this year like he's hit a game winner i know for sure at least one yeah and um i don't know this kind of seems done to put all the blame on him when this team would be really good if mitch trubisky was not there if they had even a game manager quarterback like Andy i agree Hilton. the red rifle yeah anyway chargers pick up a win finally um but yeah, the Chargers aren't that great either this year. So far, um, Lions over the Giants. I don't really have a lot for this game. I just, I think the NFC North is the best division in football. Yeah, and the fact that the Bears are at the bottom of that division, like the Bears are still decent. Lions here are playing pretty well. Matt Stafford is on a roll, or he's yeah. had two good games, which you love for fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel actually, Jones has come down to earth for Giants. Oh, surprise, surprise. Not that he was ever above the earth, if that metaphor still works. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Matt Stafford's going to be throwing the ball a lot more, especially with like Carryon Johnson being out. I don't know who their running back is. It's like Trey Carson or it's Ty Johnson or somebody. Like I don't know. The running yeah. seems to have disappeared again. So yeah, and I mean Galladay's balling out. I got to start playing Amendola in fantasy. Dude's just going to be a PPR machine. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, hope so. the Lions. The Lions are pretty good this year. I don't think either of us expected that so no um yeah i don't have much to say for this game yeah we can just move along okay what do we got here over the jets man oh man the jets man freaking Le'Veon bell had a rough day yeah sam darnold threw three picks and he's still seeing ghosts they like were trolling him at like that game (laughs) Yeah, the mascot dressed up as a ghost. It's just brutal. Poor guy. Um, it's not like the Jags are bad either. Like Their defense is still good. Gardner Minshew is doing a decent job. And they have weapons on offense. Leonard Fournette had a huge run in this game right off the start, I think. He went for like 60 yards, I think. Fournette uh, is like, is he leading the league in rushing yards right now? He Or he's close. He's up there. I think McCaffrey's leading, but I think... He's close, yeah. He's he's in the top five, I think. He's had a real bounce back year. So what's funny is the Jaguars, I don't know, get some more wins, and they're kind of slowly, like, hanging around. Like, I'm just looking at the standings here. Like, I don't know, they're 4-4. Four four. See? Not far off of a playoff spot. The Jags are kind of like if the Bears had a competent quarterback. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think the Jags are a little worse, but this – you know, if you have a defense that's decent and then a quarterback that can keep you in. 
So Nick Foles is coming back soon, we think. You think they go right back to him? I think we asked this on the last I asked this on the last podcast. Um like they're four and four, it's not like they're on like a crazy win streak. Yeah, it just it just depends. Like if they get a if they get a few more wins and everything's looking good, maybe they Well, the issue is I think it's it's right now, like if he comes back for next week, do you still let Gardner have next week? And just if he wins he can stay, if he loses he's out. Uh, I don't know. They seem to love Minshew, but I think you got to roll with the guy that you paid. Yeah. Because Minshew's going to be there. You know, he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think that – I I think if they get on a little bit of a roll, like if they're playing well, I don't yeah. know when Foles is supposed to be back. but um, I heard – Heard soon, so we'll. Oh, okay. I guess we'll wait and see. But Jaguars get the win. Jets look bad. Yep. Moving on. Okay. Bengals Rams. Again, not really a lot to say about this game. Bengals are trash. Um, I'm officially on a believer of Cooper Cup now. I think. That's fair. I, I think. Mean... Yeah, I am. I didn't want to for like a long time. But after like this game, it's hard to like deny. I don't know. The Rams like had some really nice plays in this game. They did like a double, triple reverse thing that ended up back in Goff's hands. He throws it downfield to Cup, but like, and then like it went for a touchdown. So it was like this highlight, like it was a crazy play. But if we watch closely, the de- the defensive back like slips and falls, and that's why that like, Cup was wide open. Oh, but um, I don't know. I felt like Mixon played better. I felt like Auden Tate looked good for the Bengals. I just feel like Bengals have some pieces. I think the Zach Taylor, is that his name? The coach? Yes. Who's a disciple of... McVeigh. McVeigh. We love McVeigh. Yeah, I know. I actually think he will be good for the Bengals. It's just that they... The Bengals aren't that good right now. Mm -hmm. They need... They need to rebuild and get better and... But, but like we talked about earlier, their ownership probably is kind of trash. So they should have traded Green. They and, and you know what? They probably could have traded Darnold, uh, Dalton. Mm-hmm. They should have sent Dalton to Chicago for like a second rounder, Man. and Green to the Patriots for a second rounder. Would love that. Anyway, <laughs> no comment. Poorly run organization yeah so rams take the win here um buccaneers titans oh sorry yeah i was just gonna say that titans get the win their 500 team classic titans they're gonna finish the season eight and eight even if they try or not yeah uh james winston's trash he is like, man, that guy's like careless with the ball. Oh, yeah. He just. I feel like he's getting sacked and there's like four guys on him and he's like, I'm going to fight this. It's like, no, you idiot. Go down. Like, there's no way you're getting out of this. Or he and, sees like the tightest of window and he just tries to sling it in there. And if he didn't have Mike Evans, he would throw way more interceptions. Imagine like 
I mean, he's got Godwin and Evans, and he's still... Sucks. Yeah. I don't know how Evans puts up the numbers that he does. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Winston's still a guy that can get the ball to his receivers, but just... It's yeah. not. It doesn't always. It doesn't look pretty a lot of the times. Um, Malcolm Butler got one of those picks in this game. Got to give a shout out to the guy that I. Oh yeah. Always am critical of, although Such I love crap him. Crap on. Um, Tannehill's just a better passer. What else do I have written down? Oh, the worst play ever. Oh, this is like the worst play of the year candidate. Crap! Who ran it? Oh, it was probably the Bucks that ran it. It was like. This like. Like read option sort of thing with like a receiver coming in for like a reverse and like they run into each other mm-hmm. and like he like Winston oh. like is Winston was it the Bucks oh man I yeah yeah was, I think it was, it was uh, one of the receivers hands, tackled he, the oh, running yeah. back he hands it off to like their backup running back and he goes to run and then the receiver just like runs right into him and like it's all it happens in front and then they just like jump on the ball and it's just there's just it looked bad it was hilarious. Maybe we can save worst play of the year candidate for Baker Mayfield later in the Patriots game, but no, I mean. Although that was also bad. This one was bad, you're right. Or or is it the Steelers game from the first game of the year when you guys like went to snap the ball and like everybody moved and like except the center didn't or whatever? Oh, we'll give him a pass. That guy never plays center, you know? Let's okay, not fine. focus on the Steelers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's, yeah. that's that game. Titans win. Not much to talk about. Um, Broncos, Colts. Oh, I was gonna go Eagles, Bills, but oh, sorry, did I skip one? I did. Sorry, yeah. Eagles, Bills. No, it's all good. Eagles look pretty good. Um, Man, they. I got it right. I got this pick right. This is the one that I was. That's true. It's the I one s- di- that we had different from each other this week. That I was gonna go the other way. Uh, this is the Miles Sanders breakout game. Yeah, Unless that, he's been he's been making a lot of long catches out. Of, yeah, but I think this was like the first game where he like kind of did a little of everything and mm-hmm. he did it like really well. We like I think I've mentioned before in the podcast like we just didn't know about Miles Sanders that much, or maybe he didn't have that op- much of an opportunity because he was behind Saquon Barkley at Penn State. Um, yeah, and that Eagles backfield has always kind of just been a huge committee, yeah. so we weren't really sure. But. Man, he looked really good in this kind game. Kind of emerging, right? yeah. But what was nice is in this game, Wentz played okay, but got some help from the defense. Um, yeah, it so was super it was, windy. I I remember yeah. seeing in this game. So, like, the quarterbacks were kind of scared to pass for a while. Yeah, I had actually written down, windy game, um, extra points were missed, and field goals were missed. Yeah. Um, so not, like, an ideal uh, conditions for this game. But... I was going to say about Josh Allen. Josh Allen, um, dude is a true dual threat, but he, he just turns it over too much and right. in this game. And in this game, it, it's what separated the that and the missed extra points and field goals was really, I think, what did the Bills in here. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, Bills kind of put up a dud, and the Eagles are another one of those bipolar teams that we're not sure what they're what they are. Yeah. But no, this is an impressive win anyway after a couple weeks of them not looking so good, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, Eagles win. Um Colts Broncos. This was an interesting game. Broncos should have won this game. 
Uh, but first, have we talked about the Colts' offensive line before? They're pretty good. I don't think we've mentioned it, but yeah. Okay. Um, and honestly, this game I felt like that offensive line is so good that it just allows Marlon Mack and Jacoby Brissett to make plays. And I honestly believe if Marlon Mack and Jacoby Brissett were on any other teams, they would not be near as good as they are right now. That's um, fair. And just it's a huge game changer when your offensive line can give you time or can create space. And so the thing about this game was I noticed that the Broncos were successfully driving the ball down the field on their drives but they were settling for field goals consistently. And basically, it just left the door open for uh, the Colts to make some plays and, and make a comeback at the end of the game. And um, I know Flacco was really upset about how he felt like they weren't being aggressive enough and yeah, things Flacco like that. Yeah, never says a word. And then he, yeah, so it's yeah. pretty interesting that he... Um, and I understand why. Like This, this was mm-hmm. a, a bad game that they should have should have won. Um, but just you got to score touchdowns when you're in the red zone, right? Like mm-hmm. you, cause I think they got like three of them and that could have been 21 points rather than nine. Right. So anyway, I felt like that was the difference here. And then the Colts offensive line, cause Jacoby reset made a really awesome play at the end of the game. Like he was, in his own end zone, he dodged a sack and then he like threw it downfield to complete to Hilton right on the sideline. Like it was really uh, exciting play. Um, but overall, the one ageless wonder of Adam Vinatieri gets the win. Yep, the Colts continue to find ways to win, and they're hanging around. Like I'm looking at, looking at them, and they're they're winning that division. I think right now they are. Five and two. Mm-hmm. Houston's five and three. Um, good on them. Man, I didn't think they were going to be able to do that this year. Yeah. I yeah. I think we I think we picked them to finish behind. Well, at least third, I think, in that division. But we'll have we, I'd have to go back and look what we said. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Cardinals and at Saints. Drew Brees Drew is back. Brees. Turn game, dude is accurate as hell. Um, Taysom Hill's better than him anyway, but no. Yeah, man, Taysom Hill can do everything. Yeah, the dude is a Swiss Army knife, as they say. He was catching passes, running the ball. I don't know if he threw any passes in this game, but. He hardly ever throws passes, it seems like, which seems like something they could actually use. Like, if they. Whenever they put him in, it's like a wildcat situation. It's like why don't why don't they let him throw it once? Maybe it'll throw people off. But anyway, <laughs> that's just. So I went back and I watched the highlights for this game, and it was just like Thomas reception, 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 reception. And I was like, why don't they like put a guy like so like when the Patriots play the Browns, they take Odell out of the game by putting a man on him. And like he's like playing man defense, and then they have like a, a second guy to double team that's always like hovering, coming on, like coming over to help. Like it's just so it's like you, mm-hmm. they'll never, they're never going to throw it to him. And I just don't know why teams don't do that against Michael Thomas. Kind of shade him a little bit. Yeah, with, with like two or yeah, 
because I felt like in this game it was like, oh, Michael Thomas got a reception. Oh, we got another one. No, oh, we got another one. It's like at some point you guys should like think, hey, this guy's really good. We should throw two guys on him. I don't know. It was dumb. I didn't like that. Um, oh, there was a double pass in this game by um, Kyler Murray that I thought was just fantastic. And it's like, I think Chase Edmonds is running out to the side. It was like a pitch play or something. And he goes out to the side. Or no, it was like a short pass out, like a wheel route. And then he like quickly like throws it back to Murray. And then like a defender was coming and it's just quick flick of the wrist. And man, that sucker flew. Hmm. And it's, it was a nice pass. I loved it. Anyway, Murray's got an arm. Yeah. Tyler, that is. He can throw. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. Drew Brees is just good. He's going to hit. He's going to find the open man every mm. time. It's just, they killed him. Saints 31. are really good. What happens with Teddy in the offseason, do you think? Well, is he just on a one-year deal again? He is. I think he's a free agent this year. Oh, because I know they like re-signed him, but maybe it was just to a one-year. Um, I, be- I believe he's a free agent, yeah. There's teams that need a quarterback bad enough. I'm sure he'll... I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't go elsewhere. He'd probably get a little bit of a payday, but... Breeze isn't going to retire, right? Well, yeah, I guess that's the thing they got to think about, but at the same time, they can just address that when it happens. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him because he, he's played well. In... He's an old man. Yeah, I guess you're right. Teddy's played well like in the absence of Breeze. And... Okay, let's get on to the next. Okay. But whooping. Panthers, uh, 49ers. Yeah, I mean, 49ers defense is super good. Um, that's what got him kind of out to the quick start. Kyle Allen threw his first pick of the season. First two picks, I think. Maybe he had more as the game went on, but I saw two of them. Uh, Nick Bosa is something else. That guy yeah. was – he had an interception, a couple sacks – Maybe three sacks. Um, yeah, uh, the 49ers defense is just crazy, and their run game is really good. Tevin yeah. Coleman scored like four touchdowns, I think, in this game. He did. Um, what I noticed in this game was there's a crazy amount of screens run by the 49ers. The run game was heavily favored, and I think basically the Panthers were – keying on that i guess and that's when like garoppolo would take like a shot down the field and it'd be like a wide open kittle or like a wide open sanders or or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, garoppolo's throws really aren't there and i think the run game and the screens and shanahan specifically are bailing him out so i, I think he'll get there i just i haven't seen like in this game i didn't see any throws that i was like oh wow look at that throw like yeah, when I watch Murray, I see him throw the ball. I'm like, whoa. Or Tom Brady, like even like in their game, like he made a couple of really great throws. But with Garoppolo, I I don't think I could pick out any throws that I was like, whoa, maybe one, but maybe. He still hasn't quite wowed. But the opportunity's there, and if this defense is still going to play that way, and the run game's going to be like that, maybe he doesn't need to be making those kind of throws, and he's just he can get by with what he's doing. And maybe just the repetition in the the situation will allow for him to 
grow and gain the confidence and accuracy that he needs to make those kind of throws. Well, yeah, we've seen quarterbacks ride defenses like we always talk about. Um, the same the stat for the 49ers that I was gonna that I talked about with the Seahawks. Um, the combined record of their opponents this year is 11 and 27. Mm. And they play some better teams. It doesn't give me the record of their future opponents in this one, but um, again, I I think I think they are a good football team, obviously. But yeah, it'll be fun to see if they can keep things up against maybe some better teams. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. Um, I guess one other note: it'll be interesting to see what the Panthers do with Cam Newton. He's apparently close to maybe playing again so with Allen struggling for the first time I don't know we'll see how that goes might be back in I think for the Panthers to be good they need Cam healthy playing at an MVP level because McCaffrey although has shown flashes that he can carry the team they need they need you know Cam's a, a game changer they, they need that on yeah, offense that, right um, Texans and Raiders um, Deshaun Watson I, got kicked in the face and made a throw at the end of the game. Kicked in the eye. Uh, kicked in the eye. Oh, we always go back to the what's the Clemson coach's name? Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney. Yeah. He's like comment about how uh, Deshaun Watson's the Michael Jordan of football. Mm-hmm. Every like, I feel like after every week, I'm just like, oh man, he is the Michael Jordan of football. Like some of the stuff that he does is crazy, uh, and this. Right here, that what we're talking about, this play where he gets kicked in the face and he throws a touchdown pass. Apparently, like, he couldn't really see at all. Like, I think he commented on it and he said, like, there was, like, hardly any vision when he yeah. was, like, throw it. So, it's crazy impressive. Texans lose J.J. Watt in this game, mm-hmm. which sucks. Um, so, I don't know how dangerous this defense is anymore. Because there's no Clowney, there's no J.J. Watt, they don't have A.J. Boye anymore. So I feel like the Texans are going to have to put up a lot of points, which I think they can. Yeah, we've seen it, but we've also seen duds. So, and also Raiders hanging in with a good team, so impressive by the Raiders. But Yeah, the Raiders are very competitive this year. They're more competitive than what I thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. And looking at like the standings here, so we already talked about how the Colts are leading that division. Te- uh, Texans are right behind them. Um, Oakland Raiders are currently in second place in their division. Right. And that was nowhere on my radar in the preseason that they would be in that range. So Especially after obviously. the whole Antonio Brown yeah. debacle. So for everything that they've gone through this season impressive yeah losing losing perfect man what a rough go what a guy but texans get the win here i don't have much to say about this game just that one play watson was crazy impressive same um patriots over the browns the browns are i got lots to say about this in shambles um first can can you tell me what the browns record is ben yeah, yes I can. The Browns are oops, the Browns are two and five. Uh yeah, can you tell me what 
uh, the Steelers' record is right now. I, I can. Uh, the Steelers are three and four, currently second in their division. Nice. Yeah, man. I'm, yeah, I know the Ravens are winning that division, but I mean the Browns are Browning, and it's great. Oh, there's a scenario where you guys sneak into the playoffs. Oh, there's a big scenario. Um, I was gonna say about the Browns. I think they have a worse record through seven games than they did last year through seven games. Oh, really? I think I heard that this week. I'll have to check that. Um, but anyway, uh, Baker Mayfield threw that weird pitch right to one of the Patriots defenders. So that Orange was cool. guy. Um, yeah. And that play was weird. It, and I've seen, in watching the highlights from this past week, I've seen a couple of teams try plays that are similar like that. Like I felt like we talked about the Bucks play. That was like the worst play this year. I feel like that play was similar to what the Browns were trying to run. Not the exact same, but right. same concept, I think. And I think Landry was supposed to come around and basically Chubb is supposed to go by and then the ball comes up and then Landry grabs it and goes the other way. And I think Beckham was on the other side and so Landry's going to catch the ball and then he's going to go throw it to Beckham. Like I think that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work out that way because Lawrence Guy blew it up, got through the line. Landry never makes it across because he hits his own man, I think. And then it's just right there for the picking. Yeah, but, right. It was just kind of a disaster from the start. Um, but this game, and let's, like, in the Browns' defense, they weren't winning this game. Like, I know Landry got on social media like, we're winning this game. And I was like, okay, no, you're not. Yeah, Baker's we're been gonna, trash all year. They're going to take away Odell Beckham, so he's not going to be a factor at all, which they did. He had like four catches for 40 yards. I don't know. Not very much. Um, And then, I don't know, that defense forced the two fumbles from Nick Chubb. The one chase down fumble by uh, Jones uh, Mm -hmm. was awesome. And then we talked about the Lawrence Guy play. Um, But... So when you have three turnovers, one leads to a defensive touchdown. Bill Belichick is undefeated at home when facing quarterbacks under the age of 24. There's just nothing in your favor going for the Browns. So what what they were able to do for the situation they got themselves into early and the history of Bill Belichick's record against young quarterbacks, it just, I don't know, I felt like this game wasn't going to go their way at all. And, um, I don't think the Browns are this team. I don't think right. we. I don't think like this is what we're gonna see from this team going forward. But getting to the Patriots side, defense is continuing to have a historic run. I thought that Sanu fit in well, even though he didn't really do all that much. He had a couple of plays that he looked good on. I think we'll see more from him soon. Uh, the run game with Michelle is looking better, and. I'm excited to see Nikhil Harry get into this offense and they can get going with that. Forgot about that Uh, guy. Yeah. So, and I also think that's another reason the Patriots didn't go and make another trade was because when they asking price for like an Eifert or maybe an AJ green or OJ Howard was crazy high. They just said, well, I don't know. Maybe they're going to throw Nikhil Harry in a tight end or maybe they figure Ben Watson's going to be fine and they can just keep Harry as another weapon. And, Anyway, so Patriots get the win. Belichick gets 300 wins. Here's the funny thing. 
Belichick's first win came at Foxborough against the Patriots when he was a coach of the Browns. His 300th win came at Foxborough when he was a coach of the Patriots versus the Browns. Man, back in the good old days when the Patriots were bad, you know? Is well, who's like man? His coaching staff when he was with the Browns was like crazy good, and like Nick Saban was on there. Yeah, some other guys too. Anyway, right. Um, okay, that's yeah, all I, I was got. Gonna, I was gonna say about the Patriots defense, like we've talked about a lot with the 49ers, the Steelers, and the Patriots defense is how they're, you know, playing at this top notch level. The Patriots defense will continue to be good. I just wonder when. It, they're going to stop scoring touchdowns because that's going to happen sometimes. <laughs> oh. Um, but they just – they keep, like, turning their defense into points, like not just shortening the field but, like, literally scoring touchdowns. Yeah, um, I've never seen, a def- like, a Patriots defense like this. Like, the they had a really good defense in 2014 mm-hmm. when we beat the uh, Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Like, that defense was really good. But it, it wasn't known for turnovers. Like it was just like good at, you know, not giving up touchdowns. Yeah, it's limiting the other team. The last time I can really remember a Patriots defense that like scored touchdowns like this was like the 07 team had a really good defense, but not like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, like going back to like 2003, early 2000s, like even that team, like I think they probably scored more touchdowns. But even then, not like this. So. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, they're they're going to keep being phenomenal, but um, it's hard to keep the pace up, but they've been able to so far. So. And I think this was one of the other teams that you were talking about that has a tougher schedule now. They're not yeah. playing. You have a team, so maybe those touchdowns go down due to that as well. So far, their opponents have had a 14-42 and 42 record. Um, that's the worst opponent record by a team through eight games in our database. Pro football reference. Um, so, well, I mean, obviously this team's good. But yeah. it'll be fun to see, um, well, for some of us, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe they play some better competition. And, yeah, so, we'll see. Beginning of the year, I said this team is getting to 12 wins. Do you think I'm right? Uh, yeah, at this point you are. Um, but that was just – I mean, maybe you we, thought the we, defense would be this good, but, like, nobody – No. None of us. I, like, I mean, I, I didn't. We we talked about this outside the podcast just where I, I said, like, I thought the def- – like, I thought that the Super Bowl against the Rams showed, like, oh, our defense is better. Like, we have a pass rush now. So, I like, I knew the defense was going to be better. But right. this wasn't on the radar. This kind of – this kind of, like, play and this kind of scoring and – yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway. Okay, let's let's quickly motor through. I mean, Packers-Chiefs. The Chiefs actually hung in pretty good. They did. Um, um, I think I think well, Mahomes would probably swing this game in the Chiefs' favor. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, okay, when you talk about the one play in this game that we need to talk about is Aaron Rodgers' corner shot to Jamal Williams. That was an incredible throw to the point where people were like, no, he was throwing the ball like away. Well, yeah, it was like, it was like that game. I don't remember what Seahawks game it was, but Russell Wilson had a similar throw. I can't remember. It was earlier this season, but it was kind of similar where it was like, I swear he was throwing that ball out of bounds, but somebody snagged it in the back of the end zone. Oh, I think that was, yeah, lock it. I remember. I know what you're talking about. Right. But 
the, one of the reasons I think like he wasn't throwing it away was because like he throws it and then he's just like he doesn't like look away like he's watching it like he's seeing where it's going and man it's incredible pass right to the corner but um, Packers look good um, yeah without Adams again and um... but Mahomes I think does swing this in the Chiefs favor yeah so I can see he, that because this yeah. was a close game for sure okay um, let's get to Monday night. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll talk about the Steelers a little bit. F- finally, got the win, twenty-seven fourteen over the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins went up by fourteen early in this game. Rudolph threw a terrible interception. He didn't look good. You know, I just felt like maybe getting knocked out in that Ravens game was still affecting him. <laughs> but he pulled his head out. Uh, Steelers scored twenty-seven unanswered points. And beat the lowly Dolphins. Uh, Juju had a good game. He mossed a guy. Yeah, big time. Rudolph was finally just putting it. I think I think Rudolph's trusting his arm a little more, or like trusting his throws into these smaller windows to Juju, because obviously mm-hmm. teams are focusing on Juju. But it was nice to see him give him ball catchable balls, even if they weren't like perfect, you know. But a guy like Juju can go up and get them. So. That was nice. Um, I guess the one play from this game was that touch on to Deontay Johnson we talked about a little bit off the podcast. Just the Dolphins brought eight and dropped three. And, I mean, the Steelers were just trying to get in field goal range at that point, and the Dolphins should have known that. But they still just – anyway, they just dropped way back, rushed eight, simple dump off. Johnson takes it to the house. And – that just seemed like a real tank play. For the I loved on that play the block by James Washington, like right near the end zone. Mm-hmm. He just lays out a guy as Deontay Johnson like <laughs> strolled to the end zone. Yeah, he had a he had a couple pancake blocks in that game. Uh, Washington did actually. It was there that that was the one he saw the most. But there's a couple others where he made some good blocks. Um, for the sake of not spending too long on this game. Um, just going to mention another stat. Uh, obviously, being a Steelers fan, I'm going to read you this stat. Okay. Uh, the four teams the Steelers lost to are 26-4. and four. Mm-hmm. And outside of losing to the Patriots, they've lost by – like they lost to the Seahawks by two. They lost to the 49ers by like three or four. And they lost, they lost to the to, 49ers by three or four. I forgot yeah, about that. And they lost to the Ravens by three. And the Ravens and 49ers game, if this, uh, Juju fumbled in the Ravens game in overtime and Connor fumbled against the 49ers and the Steelers probably would have won if they if that never happened. Anyway, mm. my point is... That's funny. This team's hanging in there and we, and we owe a lot to the defense, obviously. We've talked about it. This defense is forcing turnovers like crazy and that's oh, something man. that we haven't seen in a, in a few years from the Steelers. They have... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Are you done? Yeah. I was done. Okay, I was just saying, like, they have an awesome, like, they found a nice balance between the pass rush and their secondary yeah. for, like, creating plays. I would like to mention that I called Minka Fitzpatrick getting an interception, an interception in this game in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I ended up with two. Um, so I was right about that. But they just, the Steelers' defense, like, we, Patriots' defense is on a level. And, like, obviously the Steelers aren't there, but... Steelers defense is on the rise. 
and obviously, I guess we can talk about in fantasy. I recently traded you the Steelers defense. Um, yeah. I basically was keeping them on my team so that nobody could have them because I, <laughs> I think that they – well, you look at the past weeks. They put up 20 points, 11 points, 14 points, like 16 points. Like This team is, for fantasy, is, their defense is playing mm-hmm. awesome out of their minds, and I, and I don't see any signs of it slowing down. I only see this team getting better. And they've added some pieces like Bush and uh, Minka and like Joe Hayden in the past, and then Stephen Nelson as another defensive yeah. back. They have a lot of really good pieces right now, and I think they're going to be very good. Yeah, it was very nice to have an off season where like they literally like they filled the holes, like that they so signing Nelson because their other cornerback spot was a concern. Trading for Minka made that safety the safety position is taken care of and then having an already elite pass rush they've had the last few years with like TJ Watt and Cam Hayward. And anyway, it just is a very good combination to force some turnovers. Yeah. So it's just nice to see that they did that. But anyway, Steelers are three and four now. And I mean, they're just a couple games back of the Ravens, but they're in second place. And, uh, I think their schedule's fairly easy coming up. So anyway, should be, should be interesting, but we can, move along because yeah we've been well we took some time on the trade line at the start it's all good um before we do our picks we're gonna quickly mention just kind of a halfway point uh maybe who we think is the front runner for mvp and coach of the year that kind of stuff yeah um okay i'll go first yeah um, for me, it was a toss-up between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. So I ended up going with Russell Wilson mm-hmm. because I feel like Aaron Rodgers has more at his disposal. And I think he has a better defense. So I think that team is better, and I think it's more impressive what Russell Wilson is doing with um, – not that Russell Wilson doesn't have weapons or that the defense isn't good. I just think it's not on the same level as what the Packers maybe have. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm really impressed with what Russell Wilson is doing right now, the level that he's playing at. And um, I think the Seahawks are benefiting from him having a career year. Um, So that was my MVP I went with so far midway through the season. And then the coach of the year, I really want to go with Belichick, but I feel like that's a cop-out. I'm going to go with the other undefeated team. I'm going to say Kyle Shanahan. He's sick of the 28-3 to jokes, and he's... uh, on a run really impressive what he's done with his team to establish like we talked about the run game how impressive that is the defense the level that they're playing at mm-hmm. and just take this team from what they were last year in the toilet to undefeated so far through this uh halfway point of the season it's impressive and i, and I think a lot of it's due to him because like we talked about before it's not garoppolo that's making these plays it's the the scheme that uh, Shanahan's coming up with for that offense and defense. I don't know how much influence he's having on the defense, but um, it's impressive. So Shanahan is my coach right. of the year so far. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going with Wilson too as MVP. Mm. I mean, the guy's just yeah, the guy's just playing phenomenally, and that team. I'm not sure if many people expected them to be to have the record they have now. Um, so they're a good football team. They're winning games. And he's putting up huge numbers. So, yeah, I'm going with Wilson as well. And coach of the year, 
I actually didn't even think of Shanahan, to be honest. I should have, but okay. <laughs> I'm going with Frank Reich for the Colts. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, a good one too. Just losing Andrew Luck, just you know, I don't know. None of us thought they'd be five and two. I guess I no, didn't. Yeah. So I just think he's he's been able to keep that team competitive, and they look like a pretty good team. They might be one. They might be a fake contender. You know, just maybe not have the talent to win out in the end, but for now they're contending and he's got them in a good spot after losing a generational QB that they had. Yeah. No, that's actually a really good one because Mm -hmm. like they had like all the excuses in the world to be like, okay, we got to go rebuild. Yeah. But they've kind of taken this team and they're going to win and they're, they're showing that they can. So that's awesome. So those are our, MVP candidates, same MVP candidate, separate coach of the year candidates. Um, do you want to look at the Super Bowl real quick if we had yeah. to pick today? Yeah, maybe let's look ahead a little bit now so, that we've seen eight games or whatever. Originally, I had picked New England and Chicago. New England looks good on that part, but not mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, so if I was going to switch out, I I would still say New England is the favorite from the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go with them and really it was really tough because I feel like Seattle, uh, Green Bay, New Orleans are the teams like I want to pick. Yeah. And it was really tough. And so I, I kind of went with, um, man, I wanted to pick the Seahawks and have like a New England Seattle like rematch, but I kind of think Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is a different animal. So part of me thinks that when Green Bay gets into the playoffs, they might be able to sneak their way into the Super Bowl, get past the Saints, get past Seattle. So I think a New England-Green Bay Super Bowl could happen. Um, yeah. Hmm. What about you? Um, my original pick was Chiefs and Saints. Which I, I actually th- like that pick. Yeah, like I think it's still a high yeah. possibility, obviously. I mean, the Chiefs are a little down right now, but they could very well do it. I mean, the Patriots are the clear favorite in the AFC, I think. But, um, I mean, but if, I've, if they were to go down, yeah, it would be to the Chiefs. Kansas, we both think Kansas City is the team to do it. Right. And I think the Saints are really good, and so they're on a path. But there's a lot of good teams in the NFC as well, so they could have a tough time. But, I mean, they're they're a very good team. They're, they're cursed in the championship game. They can never get out of the <laughs> NFC. Yeah. So that's our our kind of midpoint breakdown of the season, what we've seen so far. Could yeah, like, completely change. We still have another whole half of football to watch this season. So, right. But so far, that's what we've seen through eight games. Okay, let's uh, let's get to our picks real quick for this week coming up. Um, Bears at Eagles. Hang on, do we need to recap last week? I had a perfect week. Oh, sorry. I, was just I didn't want you to skip that. I'm trying to rush here. Ben had a perfect week, 5-0. Yeah. Oh. He's 24-16. and 16. Thank you. Clawed his way about out from a losing record early in the season on his picks. I was 4-1 and because I missed that Bills and Eagles game. So I'm 25-15, and 15, so just a game ahead. Oh, one game back. Okay. This is the week to close it. So, yeah, here we go. Bears at Eagles. Oh, man, I don't want to pick the Bears. They've just disappointed me so much. But I also feel like if I don't pick them, they're going to win. Um, I'm going with the – oh, it's at the Eagles. I'm going to go with the Eagles. 
Yeah, me too. Just the way the Bears have been playing and the Eagles had a nice win last week. It's at the Eagles. I think Eagles. Jordan uh, Howard, Benji game. Oh, yeah. That could happen too. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Uh, okay, we're both going to Eagles. Vikings at Chiefs. Who are you going with? Well, I know that they were very competitive last week, but the Vikings are playing really good, so I think I'm going to go Vikings. I'm also going Vikings solely on because there's no Patrick Mahomes in this game and that the Vikings have been playing fairly well. Hmm. So, yeah, that's okay. So same so far. Um, Who you got in this game? Texans at oh, Jags. This was a tough one because mm, Jags defense is still pretty good. Texans are all over the place. No J.J. Watt. But, man, do I doubt Michael Jordan? Ah, man. I need to make up a game on you, so this might be the game I need to pick somebody. I'm going to go Jaguars. Okay. I have a feeling you went Texans. Well, I I was actually going to go opposite of you regardless here. Oh, okay. So... (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I, I am going Texans because you went Jags. But if you would have flipped, okay. I probably would have went Jags. But because yeah. yeah, this is the game like we can either one of us could make up on the other guy. So because yeah. the next game is Patriots at Ravens. You're not picking the Ravens. No. I'm not picking the Ravens. I'm picking Patriots. <laughs> I. Uh, this will be an interesting game just because I don't feel like we can rush. Lamar the way that we have like these past quarterbacks that we've played right because he'll just take off so part of me thinks like Bill's gonna make him throw and that secondary is crazy dangerous so I I don't trust Lamar's arm compared to that secondary Mm -hmm. so I think that but I don't know Harbaugh's creative Lamar's shifty they'll it'll be a good game I think yeah yeah their defense is still pretty good I think it it should be be a good game. Um, All right. The lock is Cowboys over Giants. Cowboys are going to win. Monday night. Uh, and then our upset, I think, was potential upset, Buccaneers over Seahawks. Buccaneers just tend to have these games where they can just put up a bunch of points like they did against the Rams. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go with that. Sounds good to me. Um, Let's do a quick fantasy recap I lost in Dynasty yeah same I got it didn't go well for me okay I'll go with this um, my my quarterbacks did good but so did Jordan's uh, man Philip Lindsay Melvin Gordon 12 points you know like McLaurin 8 Juju had a good game. T.Y. didn't do much. Kelsey actually had an okay in that game. Sanders did okay. But really where I lost, Latavius Murray for Jordan had 36 points, 37 points. Kenny Stills had 5.2. Oh, man, Aaron Jones had 41 for him. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I missed that. That's crazy. Um, And Cook had a good – Dalvin Cook – Jordan has some crazy running back talent. 
Yeah, it does. This current moment. I mean, especially if Kamara's out, Latavius Murray is hugely valuable. But yeah, yeah uh, I did outscore two other teams this week. I think I outscored your team and Dallas' team, actually. But of course, I wasn't yeah. playing either. <laughs> you so. scored me by one. Yeah. <laughs> you dog. But anyway, I lose to Jordan again. I still haven't beat him in Dynasty. We've played four times. Oof. Four or five times. Yeah. Maybe five times. Anyway. Um, going to my matchup, I played Lauren this week. Uh, this past week, Le'Veon Bell got me six points, which sucks. Um, Edelman balled out, got me 27. St. Julio got me 25. I played Jameson Crowder thinking that he would get like lots of targets. Not really. He ended up with six. Um, Derrick Henry, man, that guy fumbled and he needed me to get a touchdown for him to have any value. I played Valdez Scantling. He got me one point, the dog. Ouch. He- Here's the kicker. I dropped Jamie Collins because he, he had played really well and then he kind of had an off game. He only got me like 0.5 points. And I was like, I wonder if I should like go and pick up somebody else. And so then I saw that someone had dropped Deion Jones from Atlanta. And I was like, oh, he's on a bad team. He'll be on defense a lot. Like He'll get lots of tackles. And he was projected to get a lot of tackles. So I was like, oh, I'll go at him. So he got four tackles, three points. I was like, oh, that sucks. Jamie Collins like freaking balled out and got like 17 points. <laughs> And I was like, I knew I shouldn't have dropped him, so I, I went and added him again because I'm just going to roll with him because he's playing. He's one of the best defenders on that best defense, so I'm just like, I'm just going to roll with that the rest of the year. Just right. don't doubt. Um, I know Danny I'm on my bench played really well, so I was like, oh man, should I played him? It's kind of a tough call. Page, the Steelers defense got 14 points, but Patriots got me 20. But I wasn't able to beat Lauren. He had 28 from Saquon. Diggs got him 19. And just everybody else, like the 49ers defense got him 17. Like he had a good showing from that. Marlon Mack got him 16. George Kittle got him 15. So he just outscored me. Hmm. Um, other matchups, we had really close matchup between Ben Huber and Mark. Man, and Mark, Mark has worked his way back into the, into the mix he has. here. Because he's got Drew Brees back. Gardner Minshew had a good game. Fournette, I think, is really carrying his team. Oof, Mike Evans got him 42 points. That's what's carrying him. Oh, yeah, that helps this week. Darren Waller and, kills it, too, and he plays him at the flex along with whatever. Oh, he does. Um, ben Huber made a nice pickup of Johnny Smith, who got him, like, 19 points. That's a sneaky pick. Cooper Cup had 35 yeah, for him. him and uh, Christian McCaffrey had 27. So, like, hmm. man, Daniel Jones had 27 points. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. Like Ben's guys still played pretty good, but Mark's just played better. So, and then our final matchup, Brady. Oof, Brady beat the crap out of Dallin. Yeah, almost. That's eighty almost points, eighty-one points. Eighty. Holy cow! Michael Thomas got twenty-seven. Galladay got twenty-nine. Twenty-one from Hopkins. Twenty-four from James Conner. He had. 27 from Watson, 21 from Winston, 37 from Coleman. Oh, yeah, he went off for four touchdowns. Yeah, sorry, Dallin. Not much you can do there. Yeah, that's that's rough. Ooh, Zach Ertz isn't playing very well. Four points. No, he's not. Anyway. Um, yep. Tough. So... Not the best. Anyway, looking forward to next week. I play... Jordan this week. Oh, sorry. Were we done with last week? Yep. Okay. So I played Jordan this week. I don't have Julio in my lineup. 
Jordan doesn't have any Rams in his lineup. And I don't know, it'll be close. Because um, his Packers and, like, we talked about his running backs really go off. But I've got some nice matchups. Le'Veon Bell is playing Miami. Hopefully that's good. Zeke gets the Giants. Zeke's coming off a bye. I don't know what to do with Jamison Crowder. I kind of want to play him again because he, he's playing Miami, but I just don't know. Because I have like guys like, oh, we, we didn't talk about Kenyon Drake getting traded to the Cardinals because I have him on my team. Oh, yeah, and uh, Edmonds is out. so. Yeah. Anyway, I have some decisions to make. I really want to – man, I just wish I could commit to Mike Williams. He's really frustrating. But anyway – I got Jamie Collins back, and he's in my lineup, so hopefully the dude balls out again. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup. Like, oh, Jordan's thinking – we both think that he'll have Devontae Adams back mm-hmm. for our matchup, but he won't have Brandon Cooks. He won't have Todd Gurley. But he still has Aaron Rodgers. He still has Aaron Jones. He still has Dal- uh, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. So he still has got some guys that can go off. So it'll be a good matchup. How about you? I play Ben Huber, uh, looking for my second consecutive win over Ben Huber this year. Mm. Uh, I beat him the first time we played, somehow. Um, he's having some QB troubles currently with bye weeks slash Mahomes is hurt. Slash and Andy Dalton got benched. Yeah. Um, but Daniel Jones put up some numbers last week, but he has to, he's playing Matt Moore and Daniel Jones. Um. Just not the quarterbacks you want to play in fantasy. Right. Like, his, you don't like play fantasy anticipating that you'll start those guys. Yeah. His Rams are also on by, so Cup and Robert Woods. Ooh, lucky. So that helps a little bit. Um, but he's still got McCaffrey in there. Um, he doesn't have a kicker in currently. Zerline's on a bye. So I'm not Drake sure the what he'll do lake. there. But we're, we're projected to be pretty close here. Um so yeah, I'm hoping my team can perform a bit. I this, this is the Melvin Gordon redemption week. Well, yeah. See, I'm leaving him in because he scored touchdowns in, in consecutive weeks. Was cl- close to a second one two weeks ago when he fumbled. We talked about that. Uh, David Montgomery had finally had a breakout game, so I'm plugging him in because hoping to ride the wave. Um, I don't think I have a lot of tough decisions this week in terms of um. The flex spot. I did trade for the Steelers defense from you, so I'm hoping for a big week from them. I hope I don't regret that. Like, <laughs> well, I'm hoping that the Steelers defense isn't turned into the next Patriots defense. And I'm like, oh, I should have just kept them. At this point, I'm two and six, so maybe I sneak into the fourth spot, but it's not looking likely. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's looking like a projected close matchup at least. So, um. Other two, Brady plays Mark. Um, they're they're projected really close right now too. So look through their lineup here. Oh, uh, man, Mark has a lot of guys on by there. Does he? Drew Brees. Oh, excuse me. Kamara. He hasn't had Kamara for yeah. a couple weeks though. Yeah, that's true. Um. Tyler Boyd, Calvin Ridley. These are all guys that he's been starting. Yeah. Michael Michael Thomas is on a bye for Brady, so that's... Okay. I doubt Tevin Coleman goes off for touchdowns again. 
yeah, I wouldn't count on it. But um, yeah. and then the thing is, like Corlin Sutton for Brady, is he going to be as good without Flacco? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Darren Fells at tight end, I don't know. I don't know. Like he's had good weeks in the past, but James Conner is hurt. He had like an AC joint injury at the end of that game, but. I think they still expect him to play, but Samuels is going to be back, and so they might go to oh. Samuels more in this game just because of that injury. Okay. Um, so that could also affect Brady's there with Connor. But anyway. Um, looking at the other matchup, we have Devlin and Lauren, and right now Lauren is projected to beat him by a lot. And it's just like looking at the matchups, Lauren's guys are going to have good weeks, like Kittle's playing Arizona. Robinson's playing Philly. Lockett's playing Tampa Bay. Chubb is playing Denver. Barkley's playing Dallas. Like, yeah, all of his guys are just projected to outscore him. He doesn't even have a kicker in right now. He's still projected to beat him by like a decent amount. So I don't know what I don't know. See, yeah, Dallin has some guys on by that would probably be helpful, but he can't use right now. He's got David Johnson who's injured, so. Yeah, yeah. Dallin's going to be my saving grace for keeping me off Reddit. Man, I freaking lost him this year already, too. That should be another win for me. If How I dare you. No, it's, um, I'm, I'm, this, I'm very close to changing my team name to Roast Me, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not there yet. So it's going to stay not no yet. name for a little while. You could be. I got to think of a better name. Mike Tomlin's Angels. Man, I'll uh, be Ben Roethlisberger's elbow or something at this point. You know, something that doesn't work. <laughs> Good one. You know, I'm just saying, man, my team. Disappointment after disappointment. But. Well, at least you got Scary Terry. Yeah. I balled out in Huddle Buddies this last week, so that's good. At least I had a good week over there. I'm actually playing Ben Huber over there, too, this week. So we have, we're have matching up in both leagues. Dude, I crapped the bed in Huddle Buddies. I scored, like, everybody's scoring, like, a, over 100 points. I scored, like, 60. It was brutal. It was bad. What I, we don't need, I don't want to talk about it. Right. I'm just trying to – I want to see how many – yeah, I scored 185 in Huddle Buddies. Like, I don't know if I've even scored that in Dynasty this year. You scored 185 in Huddle Buddies. I scored half of that. Not even sh- half of that. I had Deshaun Watson, Mixon, Montgomery, Galladay, Mike Evans, George Kittle, Golden Tate. <laughs> All those oh, yeah. guys. Oh. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Huddle Buddies because we have gone on quite long enough. But we had some extra stuff to talk about this week, so thanks for hanging in there with us if you're listening at this point of the podcast still. But... I think that does it. Anything else, Ben, that we missed? Um, it's Halloween Eve, so be safe out there tomorrow, folks. Yeah, go get your candy and check for razor blades, you know? Ugh. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. I'm sure you'll be fine. Just come to Beezer and trick-or-treat. We got a ton of candy we're trying to give away. <laughs> okay. So come this way. <laughs> I'm not worried about McGrath. I should be fine. I'm right. only going to people I know, and I'm only anticipating having to go out for like a half hour. So Right. Well, okay, that does it for us tonight, I think. So, again, thanks for listening. We didn't say the Twitter handle at the start, but you know what it is. Uh, Chips, right, pawn. Yes. And feel free to let us know what you think. But I'm going to bed. Peace.
Peace.